helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome. I'm so excited you've decided to join us this week. This week, we're continuing our conversation we began last week, where we began discussing a really important topic that unfortunately is often hidden in the shadows for a variety of reasons. And that's the topic of domestic violence. This week, as we continue our conversation, we're going to be examining in depth Six things you can do if you find yourself in an abusive relationship. So we really encourage you, if you did not hear last week's show, to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or call us toll-free at one 544 3546 so you can get a copy of that show because it really does set the stage for our conversation today where as I said we're going to go into some practical steps that you can apply to your life today if you find yourself in an abusive relationship. If you've joined us for the first time I want to encourage you to also visit our website to find out more about this ministry as well as this radio program. Elam is a professional counseling organization that provides counseling services at a subsidized rate. And if you yourself find yourself in need of these services, you can find out more about how to access this again through our website at elamcounselingministry.com or by calling toll-free at one 544 Three five four six, and I'm not having this conversation today by myself. Thank goodness, it would be no fun. With me in studio is Michael Hart. He is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He is also a certified psychotherapist, and he is the man who joins me each and every week to explore these very important topics that, like this one, I as I said off the top, often don't get discussed publicly. And part of our goal through this show is to bring light to issues that affect many of us, but unfortunately don't get the open conversation that they deserve. You're so right, Melissa. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. But uh, yeah, you're so right when you said that these kind of topics don't get discussed as often as they should. And the reason for that is that a lot of people who are suffering domestic violence in the church, they have this shame that they that they are this cloud of shame that they're walking under and as a result they keep it well hidden from other people and even for for uh believers who go for counseling they often can't find the courage to talk to their counselors about the fact that they are they are suffering from domestic violence in their household. So it is said that three in ten people in the general public suffers from domestic violence or have incidents of domestic violence in their household. And last week we talked about the five different kinds and which one is the most dangerous of the five. So if you have missed last week's show, make sure that you listen to it because it's a good uh, build-up to the show that we are going to be having today. So it's 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 very important, Melissa, for us to be talking about this today because I know that three in ten in the general public suffers from that. But for people who go for help in counseling sessions, they say that one in two of those people have had incidents of domestic violence, but many of them do not bring it up. And even when asked, they don't talk about it. And the other important thing, I think, as well as through talking about this, and hopefully as we go through these tips, it's it's also to give awareness to people who may not be experienced 
experiencing it themselves, but supporting someone who's going through yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Because I know we've talked in the past about how some people with really good intentions, at, through the advice they give, actually can point people in incorrect di- directions and sometimes even build that shame level on inadvertently as well. Mm-hmm. So, so this show that we are doing today is both for people who are suffering from domestic violence directly, and for people who are helping or who, people who are playing the role of helpers, because there are many times when people who reach out for help they end up being hurt even more by people who are helping them because they do not understand these people who are helping do not understand the dynamics that are. At play, and they become frustrated, and they say things which which exacerbate the pain that the abused person is suffering from. So, Melissa, we have come up with an acronym for today's show that is going to be making it very easy for people to remember these six things that we we are going to be talking about in today's show. And today's show is entitled Six Things to Do If You're in an Abusive Relationship." So, Michael, what's the acronym you've come up for us today to walk through? So the acronym that we're going to be using today is called RAP UP, and it's W-R-A-P, RAP UP. And each of those letters stands for a very important principle in dealing with abuse in couples' relationship. So first things first, what does the W in RAP UP stand for? The W is for work. And if you're in an abusive relationship, uh, you need to do some work to find out the underlying factors that may be at play, the psychological factors that make you gravitate towards persons who abuse you. Because for many women who are in abusive relationship, the current one is usually not the first and only one that they find themselves in. Many of my clients who come in say, I have dated many different many many guys with different face but it's the same personality they're all abusers they have all treated me badly and this is not happening by chance there are reasons why these women are gravitating towards men who abuse them and in many cases it has to do with the kind of childhood that that these abused persons have had. And so what do you mean by that? How can my childhood affect who I'm choosing, whether it be a man or a woman, um, husband, wife, in a relationship that may cause this to happen? So if you if you grew up in a household where you saw abuse, for example, you're much more likely to pick up a partner who abuse you. And part of the reason for that is for people who haven't experienced uh, abuse growing up, if they are dating someone and the person starts be acting in a violent or aggressive way, that might be enough to say, you know what, this is not the person for me. I, I don't want someone with this kind of a temper. But if you are familiar with that, you grow up and you see your dad react to your mom or vice versa. Sometimes men are abused too in, in that kind of a way. It's much more likely that because you're familiar with it, you're not going to 
run as far as you should in the opposite direction, you are going to continue courting this person, and you will. And and so this often leads to you finding yourself in in a in a lifetime relationship with someone who has been physically violent to you because you didn't heed those early signs that would drive more pe- most people to run in the opposite direction. And I think before we move on to your, to just to make sure this point is really well clarified is in doing this work from just so I'm clear as well it's not saying that people are choosing to be in these types of relationships no. or it's their fault that they keep repeating this cycle is trying to understand right. what's predisposing right. them to that, right. right? And when you start doing this work and you understand that, first of all, there are dysfunctions that you bring to from your past that is driving you into this kind of relationship, that knowledge is power. The Bible talks about knowing the truth and the truth setting you free. And this is a, a, a very good example why, why, where if you know this, it can be uh, very, very empowering for you to say, I am not going to pattern future relationships after the dysfunction in my childhood. But not only that, for children who were neglected or abandoned by, by parents growing up, they can develop low self-esteem and self-hatred. And this low self-esteem and self-hatred can also lead to them staying in abusive relationship, whereas a healthy person would say, no, thank you. I love myself too much. I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone who treats me in such demeaning and degrading ways. So that's the W in wrap-up. What about the R? The R is for realize, and what I have found through my years of counseling, uh, uh, counseling couples and women who have been in abusive situation is that, well, I should say men too who are in abusive situation is that they fail to realize that the loving part of the relationship is also part of the dysfunction. And so it's very important for you to understand that just because the person has a good side doesn't mean that the relationship is good. You can't uh, tell anyone that the relationship that you have is a loving one. We have such a great relationship, but the only thing is that wrong with it is that once a month he slaps me in my face. That doesn't mean the relationship is good. And so why why is it important to realize that? Because sometimes those sweet moments are really, really sweet. Yes, and I think part of what happens in these relationships, Melissa, is that people live on a promise and they, they hold on to the relationship hoping that the good side is going to become a permanent part of the relationship. So they keep living with this dream that one day this dark side that I'm seeing is going to go away. But we are, we are here to say that that person will not become better unless they realize it's a problem and that they need to get help. And so now this leads us to our A in our wrap-up acronym. What does the A stand for? The A stand for ACT, and A-C-T, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a reminder to act instead of react. For many people who are uh, being abused, they tend to be on the reactive end most of the time. And by acting, I don't, I'm not saying that you're to become violent. That's not what we mean at all. But reacting to violence is 
waiting for something to happen and then reacting to it in tears or uh, or with anger and becoming frustrated and doing something that's not well thought out. But the, a, a way of dealing, a, a very uh, good way of dealing with abuse is to is to think ahead and act, put plans in place to act in a way that is well thought out. And part of that action could be sit with the person outside of the the abusive incident, outside of a time when there is a a lot of, uh, there's an escalation in temper. Have a cup of coffee with the person uh, and when everything is quiet and peaceful, in a calm voice, you said, you, you say to the person, what has been happening, I am not going to be put up with that anymore. If this happens again, this is how I will act. So even that statement of, if this happens again, I will not be staying here, or if this happens again, I will call the police. This is part of of productive action, actions that can bring about change. And so it's very important to realize that you don't want to be doing things when you're in an emotional state. In the story, the series that we did on 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 family dynamics using the book of Genesis, the, the angel that sent back Hagar into the abusive relationship with Sarah and Abraham had to do so because Hagar was acting out of emotion. There was no plan. There was no way she would have survived the desert as in a pregnant state. And so that's an example of someone who is reacting. Reacting puts you in danger. Reacting causes you to do things that make things worse. But actions, when you act outside of the the emotional state, it gives you a better chance of doing things. And part of this acting uh, instead of reacting can mean that you, you can have a safety plan in place as well. So you might say, well, I... I'm hoping that it doesn't happen again, but if it happens, this is my safety plan. You, if you're, if you feel that your life is in danger and you might have to, to leave suddenly, part of acting instead of reacting could mean that you have a bag packed with all your important stuff, your passports and important papers that you need that you can take with you when you're, when you, when you're leaving, if you have to leave in a hurry, or you might have a, 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 a place planned you may may have approached shelters where you speak with the people at the shelter about availability and the likelihood of being able to go there if you have to flee in the middle of the night so all of that is a part of acting instead of reacting so act instead of react and now we're at p what does p mean so the p is for practice and uh, when it comes to, to practice, we are talking about in particular practicing godly love. And a lot of times people uh, practice this functional love. So the love that they say, they will say things like, I love this person so much. I don't want to do anything that is going to hurt this person. If I call the police, they're going to get in trouble. They're going to lose their job and I don't want to hurt them. But godly love sometimes hurt us. The Bible tells us that the Lord chastens whom he loves. And so the, the chastening that we get from God doesn't 
harm us. It hurts us in the moment, but there's a big distinction between hurting and harming someone. So yes, the tough love decisions that you make to bring change in your dysfunctional relationship, in your abusive relationship, might indeed hurt the person, but that might be the very thing that the person needs in order to get help. Some abusers would never attend an anger management course if the police did not get involved with their family. And many of these men have, some of these men have never abused again because they finally got the professional help to deal with the underlying issues that are making them violent and helping them to realize that it's not you that is making them violent, but that they're violent because they have unresolved pain that they haven't dealt with. And I think that's such a good point there where it's understanding the true scriptural meaning behind love and how God expressed it. Because that is one of those things I think sometimes in our circles can be misconstrued where it becomes sacrifice at all costs. And you're not sometimes helping yourself or the other person as a result. Yes. So I think in, in God, practicing godly love too, I think it's important for us to realize that godly love is not rooted in fear. Perfect love drives out all fear, the Bible say. And so if you're in a relationship where you're hanging on to it out of fear, like if I leave, this is what might happen. If I leave, I'm staying with this person because I'm fearful, then uh, godly love uh, makes us be able to do things that we realize in our own strength we can't do. So if you're in a relationship because of fear, that's not godly love. And God is not calling you to be in a situation, in a love relationship with someone that you're fearful, you're fearful of. And so now we're out to our second word in our acronym. So we covered the rap portion. Right. What about so the up? <laughs> the, so let me just uh, quickly say that we, we, we looked on the WRAP rap, and now we're going to be looking at the UP, the, the up. So the W was for work, work on underlying issues. The R was for realize, realize that the loving side of the person is part of the dysfunction. The A, it was for act, and we said there that you need to act instead of react. And the P, we said, is for practice, and that you needed to practice godly love. So now we come to the U, and the U is for understand and it's a, it it's very crucial to understand the cycle of abuse so if you are in an abusive relationship your relationship goes through certain patterns and these patterns can go on for years but what is interesting is that many people despite the fact that they're seeing these patterns over and over and over again they still keep hoping that the pattern is going to change. So the cycle of abuse goes something like this. One, there is an incident in which the person becomes angry and escalates to violence. Two, the person uh, apologizes for what they have done in the heat of the moment. So I hit you, but I'm so sorry, it will never happen again. So it can go something like that. Or they might say, they might blame you and say, well, it's because you did this, honey, but I still love you. And so they they, 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 they cool off after a while. And then there is a honeymoon period. And so the honeymoon period is, the, is that phase where 
after the violent incident and to the apology, the, the third phase, the honeymoon phase, where things go very well for a while. But then there is the next phase of the abuse cycle where there is the next incident that happens again. And that brings us back to the beginning of the cycle where there, there is an incident that caused the violent reaction again. And so this pattern or something very similar fits every abusive situation. And so it's important to realize that if you're living in a hope that this cycle is going to change, it's not going to change. It's, it's, it's important for you to understand and to use for understand, understand that the cycle of abuse is not going to change unless you get help or your partner gets help. And so let us expand on, on getting help a little bit because Sometimes uh, we get calls come into our counseling center where a wife will call usually and she'll say, I want to come in for counseling, but my husband will not come. I'm going to try to get him to come. And we usually tell these people that don't wait on your husband to get help before you go in for help because your husband might never get help. Or the abusive person might never get help if it's a man that's being abused. You, the person who is doing the abuse, deep down feels that they are not doing anything wrong and that it's your fault. It's because you are nagging. It's because you bring out the worst in them. They never hit anyone else in their life and it's all your fault. So even if they decide not to get help, it's important for you to, to understand that that cycle of abuse is going to continue over and over and over again. So now we're at the last letter of our acronym, the last P in our wrap-up acronym. And again, for those of you who may have missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com or by calling us at one 544 3546 So our last letter P, Michael, which what does this stand for? The P is for people. And by people, we mean uh, avoid isolation, be with people, involve people in your life. Abuse usually grows in, in secrecy and in isolation. So a lot of times the dysfunction of the abuser cause them to feel threatened by your friendships with other people and they will complain or sulk if you if you spend the night out with your friends and uh the 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 intent here is that they they they're so insecure that just by you bonding with other people it it creates conflict and if you give in to that and you isolate yourself, it creates fertile ground for the abuse to continue. So it's important that you don't isolate yourself. It's important that you involve people in your life. And I do understand that sometimes people don't involve with others because of shame. Exactly. And I'm wondering, too, as people get other people involved in this situation, do you have tips for the type of people to look out for or signs? Because again, as we said off the top, sometimes we people reach out for help and the people they're reaching out for end up being harmful. Mm. So do you have any tips as well for people to kind of navigate that? That is so true, Melissa. I've seen so many people who have reached out for help and they end up being abused by the people who they have reached out to help for. Not physical abuse, but abused by the kind of bad advice that they get. So I think it's important to get godly advice. And just because someone is in your cell group 
and you open up to that person doesn't mean that the advice that they're giving you is godly advice because they have seen where people have been told to, to you know, you just have to suffer for Christ. You know, Christ died on the cross for you. So what this person is doing to you is just part of the cross that you have to bear. So just bear your cross and carry your cross and you're going to get a reward in heaven for, for carrying your cross. But these people forget that there are other scriptures such as Matthew 18 that tells us that if a person is overtaken in a fall, that we should go to the person, show them their fault, but that we should also involve people, involve others uh, who, who can come and look at the situation and, 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 and see what can be done in, the, in that situation. And Matthew 18 also tells us that if the person if the person refuses, they should take it to the church. And if they if they still refuse, then you should you should uh, disengage from this person. In other words, do not continue in a, in a relationship with someone who refuses to see that what they're doing is wrong. And so, it is crucial to to involve people in your situation. And if you are fearful that if you involve people that you're going to be harmed, if your life might be in danger, I would say reach out for help. Talk with the police about this fear that you have that your life might be in danger because there's a lot of help out there for people who are in an abusive situation. So do not isolate the peace for people. Get involved with others. And I know last week we gave out this number and we'll give it out again. It is a line you can reach out to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it can link you up with those services that you may require. And it's the Victim Support Line, and they can be reached at 1-888-579-2888. Again, 1-888-579-2888. Again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the province of Ontario. It can, if you are in that situation where maybe you can't reach out to a person physically across the room, maybe you're that um, restricted in your house, but you can access a phone. You can contact them at any time as well. And so, don't if you're listening to this show today and you can identify with what we are talking about, and you realize you're in an abusive relationship and you're suffering in silence. You don't need to suffer in silence anymore. You have nothing to be ashamed of. It's what's been done to you, and so you might have been made to feel like you're responsible. But do not take on the blame for what's happening in your relationship. Reach out for help. You can also call us uh, for counseling services at our one eight seven seven five four four three five four six number. Or if you'd like to send us a confidential email, you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com and you will find our email on the site. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Also, if you enjoy these podcasts that we're 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 putting on that we are doing and we have been doing for a while and you have benefited, uh, we invite you to consider supporting us and we have made it even much more easy for you to support us. So for as little as $5, you can support us by going to our, our crowdfunding page on patreon.com. So patreon.com slash Elam Counseling and you will see there uh, different options of level of sponsorship that you can that that you can you can do to support us. So it starts at five dollars. So for as little as five dollars and no amount is too little. We do need your help to keep these uh, broadcasts on the air. So please do consider reaching out and supporting us. 
And so, Michael, with the few minutes we have left, any final thoughts? The final thought I would like to give is that sometimes you, in, in, when you talk about people, is that when under people is professionals as well, and sometimes you do need prof, you do need professional help to begin to work through some of those dysfunctions that are keeping you trapped in that relationship. So do not be ashamed to reach out for professional help. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services and Melissa Waggett, praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Music